say a few words about what we're here to accomplish. To build as strong an organization as possible in all aspects so that we can have sustained long-term success and compete for championships year in and year out. He's going to ground this one to the shift. Story has it. And what a performance tonight from Waka. He goes all the way. A three-hit shutout in Anaheim. The Red Sox win it one to nothing. I fly ball. That's driven deep to left. Pinder racing back, back, back. And is out of here. He crushed it. Franchi. He will touch them all. He'll go the other way and drop in a single. Here comes Duran around third. They want to score him. Pender gunning home. The play. He's safe. Trout has to give chase. Into third hard is Verdugo. They're going to wave him in. Here comes the throw home, and he dives in safe. Bloom is excellent with the with the prospects. I think he's a genius in it. You know, I said, but he can't. He doesn't seem to be able to fit the pots in the major league team. All right, welcome back. We're here. It's episode number 12 with the Structive View Red Sox podcast. We are coming at you, um, well, I'm coming at you from the bathtub. I'm fully recording this episode from inside of my bathtub uh, for a very specific reason we'll get into in a second. But um, gentlemen, I'm joined by only two of the three. You, Steve, has ghosted us tonight for some reason. But we got Miggy, Miggy down in Texas. Dude, what's going on? Howdy, howdy. Just another day in paradise. That is true, sir. That is true. And we got Jamie. What's going on, dude? Just another day thrive. We've got late night socks. It's going to be a fun time. Dude, we got late night socks. Socks are coming up. They're actually, they're uh, one game above 500 now, gentlemen. You know, that's what we like to see. Um, so, yeah, as uh, the reason I'm in the town is we do have a guest this week uh, from the Carabas Pod, also the um, Baseball is Dead podcast. We have Jake Yazzie, dude. What's going on? What's up, dude? Yeah, uh, nice to hop into the Zoom and see you directly in the bathtub right away. That was a really, really nice touch. I told the guys, I said to them this, this afternoon, I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this in the bathtub. You know what I mean? Like, it's details there. So, just a great call. So, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna hit you with something real quick. How hard has it been not to say it? Dude, it's baths every night over here. For me, I mean, it's especially these last couple days, the walk a game like I, I had a long day at work on yesterday and I'm like, all right, I'll watch like the first six, seven innings, maybe go to sleep at like midnight, wake up in the morning and see how we did. Like when it was one, nothing and walk only had like fucking 70 pitches after six. I'm like, this guy's throwing a complete game and I'm going to watch the whole thing. Um, So to not, not saying it after that was, was brutal. Like that, that was probably the peak of like wanting to say it. Well, I give you credit because it's definitely hard, even to, you know, just casual conversation. I've kind of caught myself in the whole process of not wanting to do that. Just trying not to tweet it. We've, we've adopted that from your podcast. So we're, uh, we're, we're trying to live that there. Um, unfortunately, Jamie though, did not follow that rule and he did tweet it very similar to Steve. Um, is there still uh, still heat with Steve for, uh, for tweeting that the other night? I mean, you, he went right directly against us and he said it. So, I mean, there's not much else you really even have to say about that. You, you just can't really say it. I mean, he was probably joking around, whatever, but I mean, can't be saying it like that, dude. And since he's deleted the tweet, I think we're, we're four and oh since that. And 
the only tough stretch during this whole don't say it run has been when he tweeted it. So, I mean, that really speaks for itself. What was the wording on a uh, on Jamie's tweet? What yeah, was the quote? Oh, because we were a couple of trulies deep, um, and you know it just came out. But like, what what was the exact wording? I have the, I have the as the kids say. See, he actually tweeted at the exact same moment that Steve tweeted it because we had it in our group chat just kind of at the same time. So, so during like when we were up eight to two against the Orioles. Yep. 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 It's a fun fact. I mean, yeah. We were actually at that. We were at that game. Literally sitting. We were in uh, what were we like a section over from Pesky Pole. Yeah. Literally, like we were just like, talking bullshit with a bunch of people in the uh, in the section because they were up big, and then all of a sudden it, it was time. We were like, when the like when the this happened because we stopped paying attention, slipping in the tub again. Um, you know, we stopped paying attention to that, and then you know he did the tweet and um. So, all right, Miggy, what do you got? Kick us off. All right, I got I to gotta ask you this right quick. Baseball is dead podcast, currently responsible for two guys being fired. You got Madden being fired today. You got Girardi being fired the other day. I ask, do not have a Red Sox voicemail. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely not planning on it with the way they've been playing. Right now, it's really only therapy sessions for – teams that are going through it so i think we had we had some giants fans uh message us we had royals fans a lot of white Sox fans want the voicemails open at this point i think they're just using it as a way to get their manager fired which is not what we intended when we opened the voicemails but yeah it's been it's been crazy it's it's like literally the next day after we drop each episode both guys got fired how uh how long do those voicemails take for you to go through and it's actually not that bad like sorry and how many do you usually get? Because I feel like that's just a shit ton of voicemails that I wouldn't want to go through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it depends on uh, on the team. Like, we got more Phillies ones than Angels ones. When we do Red Sox ones, we get a ton just because of Jared. Um, but I think, like, for the Phillies, we probably got around 100. The Angels ones, we got, like, like 40 or 50. Um, so it's not, like, too bad. Like, some of them won't make the cut, but I try to just mark down, like, 10 or 15 good ones and – and save them. Yeah. So uh, we're a couple of weeks away. Uh, I think we're 21 days to be exact. Um, June 28th, big day. Huge day. Huge day, national holiday. How are you? Um, how are you going to celebrate it? Because I know I was listening. Milliken is going to be on a family vacation. He's going to figure out how he can get there um, and do that. How are you? We. You know, obviously, it's up in the air for Pat and, and Pete. That just seems to be a regular thing. But how are you going to? Uh, how are you going to celebrate? Yeah, so we're we actually have the MLB live stream. It's a Tuesday night, so we'll be on the live stream watching the game. I'm still I still need to talk to Jared, and I think a couple of people have brought this up, but I don't know if we're saying it on at like midnight on the 28th, or we're saying it after the game on the 28th. But I do think if we say it after the game and the Red Sox win that night on the live stream that that would be an awesome moment we just be like hey everyone hop in on the live stream and we'll all just say it at the same time and just fucking relieve ourselves of that stress um so that that's to be decided but we'll be on we'll be streaming that night see i have a theory and i think it just is a theory but my theory is that on june 28th 
that when you guys go to say it, it has absolutely nothing to do with what you've been teasing now for the last couple of weeks. I think what you're going to say is that you're going to announce the name of the podcast finally. That's what I think you guys are going to do. That's just my guess. Just that's my hunch. But you know, if you can. Uh... Yeah, I wish I wish we were that clever and, and plan stuff in advance like that. That's that's a great theory, but uh, no, nah, it, it's what people think it is. the The name of the podcast is, you know, we're still trying to get section ten. We we don't know if that's going to happen. It's we've got maybes, we've got yeses, we've got nos. We'll we'll see where that actually ends up. Um, hopefully by the end of the year we'll we'll have something. I mean, we're sticking with this for now. It's really not a big deal. Everyone knows where to find us. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I wish it was that, but it's. We're going to say it on June 28th. All right. Do you think, uh, like, because I was talking to the guys earlier about this, where, you know, obviously Section 10, it's, I want to say a thing of the past, but do you think it's something where, you know, it's kind of like new chapter for you guys, where maybe that should just get left in the past? You know, you think about it, you know, Jared's on, like, DraftKings, MLB, he's 98.5, he's doing Nesson now. There's so much shit that he's doing now where, that kind of helped get and propel him to arguably the, the best content baseball creator on the planet, maybe arguably the best like sports, you know, content creator on the planet to where maybe like section 10 is something where you guys kind of like hang the 10 up in the rafters next to all the Red Sox retired numbers. You, know, you take that little plaque and you put it up there and then you just, you start fresh with something brand new. Is that something you guys have thought about doing? Uh, yeah, it's a cool thought. Um, Jared is, you know, it, it'll ultimately be up to him. It's section 10 his baby and he, grew that for a bunch of years. Um, I think if he was given the option, he definitely would take the name back. Like, I, I see what you mean. It's, it's, it is a new chapter, but at the same time, like section 10 is so like storied and everyone knows it and it's where his seats were and still are. And um, I still think the vibe of the show is still carried on the same, um, you know, character that it had with Barstool. So I think uh I do know what you mean, but I think we'll if we had the choice, we'd we'd take back second time. Yeah, I'll be honest with that. I, I miss it. You know what I mean? I could probably speak for like millions of fucking, you know, Red Sox fans and we go and say, like, obviously you miss it. Um, but I mean what you guys do now, I think you have a cool dynamic of what's going on. Obviously, not hearing Coley's voice as part of it. I thought it was cool the other day when you know Jared had him on on speakerphone um when you guys were recording, and I kind of find like how you know, you're kind of crossing that gray area. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, is you think you're ever going to get an opportunity to have Coley on? Is that going to be something where you guys can get him on as a guest or is that strictly like straight up? That's a no, no. I have no idea. You know, they, they had Jared on a couple of their shows um, like two weeks ago, I think. So I think that's what sparked him thinking that it would be okay to call Coley. Um, obviously Dave had made his stance on people interacting with Jared, but I think Coley, he has, you know, like a unique role there. Um, so he can kind of do what he wants sometimes. Um, it remains to be seen. We've we've talked about maybe having him on with a, a voice changer and just pretending it's someone else. Um, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll uh, see about that to be decided. So uh, really quick, I want to introduce you to uh, Steve, who's, you know, fashionably late into the podcast. <laughs> Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you. Sorry about that. My alarm went off for uh, 7 p.m. tomorrow night. So unfortunately, I was a little late today. How's it going? Happens. Nice to meet you, Steve. 7 p.m. is 8.30. Man. 
What's that? It's 8.30. You're a whole hour and a half late. God damn, dude. I don't know. Sorry about it. I went off for tomorrow. I hasn't even gone off yet. I woke up. I was like, oh, shit. I have something going on. Well, but I'm here now. I'm here now. And Chris, what on earth is going on? So I'm in the bathtub. Well, I can see that. Rubber dub, I guess. Shower cap and shit. I tried to get a yellow rubber ducky. I wanted it up in my shoulder. Um, but wasn't able to find one apparently i was saying to miggy apparently rubber duckies are just as hard to get as fucking baby formula in the united states so hit two stores up for that but so. yeah, you really went out you really went out and trying to get the whole works in there huh yeah, yeah. that's what uh that's what we go to amazon for ahead of time brah well anyway forgive my lack of uh getting here right away well welcome to the show welcome to the show so while I'm on the topic of like section 10 barstool, like, so you were, how'd you get like linked up with barstool? Is it, you were like what a freelancer with them? Yeah. Um, I was doing like freelance videography work in Boston. Um, I did a lot of music videos and stuff and someone who I worked with actually knew Coley pretty well. And I've been a big fan of section 10 and barstool in general for a while. So I was like, yo, any chance you can reach out to Coley? Cause they were still looking for a producer after Steve left. Um, and so Coley, I, I got Coley's number and we talked for a little bit and, um, he's, he's an awesome dude. And we just, uh, I started helping him out. Now you're full-time, you're with DraftKings, you get the two, obviously you get the two shows. Do you do anything else with DraftKings behind the scenes besides the two podcasts? Um, I do the stream. I do both podcasts. Um, we have maybe some other shows that are potentially in the works that I would be producing um, might hear about some, some of those sometime soon. Um, but it's pretty much just working with Jared. Um, you know, the ad reads are a lot of work um, editing and recording everything, planning out episodes. Um, but yeah, th those are pretty much my responsibilities. Steve, you want, you have anything since you just joined the show? <laughs> So the problem is that I don't know what has and has not already been asked because I'm a dumbass. But uh, I mean, you know, is there anything in particular that uh, we should not be saying? Would you like to elaborate on that? Well, I've been hearing an awful lot about don't say it. Curious what what it shouldn't be saying. Is that a, a fair question to ask? Yeah, it's tough to explain because you can't say it. So <laughs> trying to say what you can't say is kind of a mind fuck. Um, All right. Well, in, in terms of, let's say it's opposite day. Is there anything that I should be saying? Well, we were going to ask, we were going to ask him now what he thinks the Red hypothetical with the Red Sox kind of need and stuff like that. We're going to kind of shift to that. So oh. or is yours with that, sir? Well, I think we should be talking about that. Right. Should be oh, yeah. saying that. Yeah. You can, you can say all that. Oh yeah. Like maybe a reliable closer. Would be sick. That'd be a good way to start, huh? Fuck yeah, I would. Anyone you uh you got in mind on that matter? Dude, I want Whitlock. Or you I even just Whitlock want him. I, I'd like to try. Um even just having him back in the bullpen is our like I miss having a guy in the bullpen that you like know is just gonna come in and shut shit down. Like he he did it every single time. And as a starter, he's been cool, but like when you're pitching five, six innings, you're going to give up some runs sometimes. So it's like he doesn't have that allure of dominance that he had in the bullpen. Um, 
I think we could try him out as closer. As far as free agents um, or trade potentials, I I don't know. I'd have to think about that for a bit. But, I mean, I'm I'm down to, to throw him in the bullpen, especially with the way our other starters have been pitching lately. Like, I feel like we're good starting pitching-wise. Yeah, starting pitching is just like absolutely dominant right now. I agree with you there. Um, I would not be opposed to Whitlock getting back into the late inning role. I mean, you know how he pitched all over the place last season and even this season. But, I mean, as a starter, he's been far less, uh, you know, intimidating. And um, I don't know what it is. I think it's just the fact that he's been pitching so many more innings that people are starting to get more comfortable with him. I don't know if that's like the long-term, you know, how he's going to look as a pitcher, but I'm kind of with you there. I feel like he would be a good guy to uh, potentially shift back into that role, especially with the uh, likes of Paxton and Sale eventually coming back. I think that's ultimately what will probably happen. But Yeah, I was just going to say that. If, if those two come back and they're solid, like we have no need for Whitlock as a starter. So I no. do hope that's what happens, and then Coro kind of gets forced to put him back. Yeah, no, I'm sure his hand will be forced when those guys are ready to come back. I mean, there's just too much talent in the rotation right now and too many question marks in the bullpen to not have that be the ultimate. Um, well, besides... Yeah, if we're going to talk internal closers, though, geez, I mean, I don't know. Matt Strom, I'm okay with that, you guys. I think they need to go and actually get a dude who is who's done the ninth inning before it. Like if you're not going to put Whitlock there, which I'm kind of on the fence on, to be honest with you. Um, I, some point that inning, I think they got an inning restriction that's going to come into play. He's going to go to the bullpen anyway, but I'd rather them go and get a dude who's actually been in the ninth inning, who's actually done that job. You know, I, I think we've seen a lot of, you know, that experiment the last couple of weeks, the Red Sox go ahead and, and get a, like a legit closer. I'm not even saying like, I, I said David Bender last week, and I don't think they're going to trade the capital to, uh, to get him, but you know, I'm going to just throw a name, not because I want to go and be cute and do reminisce, but like, you know, Daniel Bard or, you know, David Robertson, you know, maybe go ahead and sign Trevor Rosenthal, who's a free agent and maybe kind of give, you know, him an opportunity, you know, to maybe, you know, work things out. I don't know. I just think they, they get someone in the back end of that bullpen. It's going to help line up the rest of this team from a pitching standpoint. You're going to slot guys into the, into the bullpen where they basically kind of belong. Okay, I mean, that's an understandable take, but would you agree that, um, you know, a lot of the guys that you're, you're naming right now are kind of like big question marks, in my opinion. I'd rather go out. It really depends where the team's at, but if the team's going to be wishy-washy, I guess you could go ahead and go grab one of those guys, see how they perform. But if they're actually in a position to win, I think they need to go out and get somebody established. They have way too much talent down in the uh, farm system to not just pull the trigger on at least a couple of guys, kind of like you saw with Schwarber last year. Well, I, 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 well, I only said those two players. So I feel like that's more of like a Bloom kind of, kind of move. I mean, Robert's before, you know what I mean? Like I only just threw Daniel Bard in there because I don't think it would cost a, you know, like a shit ton to go out and, and grab him. You know what I mean? But you know, they, they're going to have to, that's a move they're going to have to make that, to solidify that back into the bullpen. Um, because, I mean, the offense is clicking. Starting pitching is, you know, lights out out of this world right now. You, you get that piece. I mean, how many did they blow so far? You get all that. You say you get half of that back. Well, you know, it's all more. They'd be in first if they had a closer. Oh, 110%, dude. I went and saw them play the other day, and friggin' Salamora comes in and completely falls apart. Buckles in the uh, 
the end of the game. Yeah, Sox ended up losing. We've been keeping a uh, record of all of our, uh, you know, our records at games this season. I think I am up to one and four in person. So <laughs> I'm not having fun, you could say. I don't know. I think Jamie's is pretty bad too for the record. No, we're both one and four. We're tied. Oof. Okay. Yeah. So we both suck theoretically. We're pulling an Angels right now. That's tough. I think I'm like, I might be above 500. I might be three and two. Hell uh, yeah, Jake. We're the only fucking winners here. Let's God, go. Damn, Hell yeah. Hey, I mean, for the record, I, I was I was riding high last season. I went to a bunch of, you know, uh, playoff games and just kept catching all the most wild games. I was at Vaz game, freaking walk-off, and the Kike walk-off. It was just, you know, the glory days. And I, I felt like I was, like, untouchable. And then I get back to the game, and I'm like, well, shit, they lost. That was my last game last season was a Kike. And I just said, okay, I'm not going again. I'm all good. We're going to end this on a good note. Yeah, I think a lot of people are feeling that way this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been told apparently that I, I don't see that at all. But, I mean, I will wear it. I was told that I looked like Kike last week. This is right before um, – a bunch of 18 year olds tried to fight me after stealing shit from my sister Fenway for you but you know it was cool a nice little experience for everybody involved especially my sister fun times you know 18 year old kids we love them Charlestown shout out Charlestown are you guys all Boston guys I am from the North Shore where I'm from Oh, dude, screw the blue, my guy. I'm from Marblehead. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, fuck Marblehead. Are you Marblehead. kidding me right now? Hey, whoa, buddy. This sucks. <laughs> you shred the red, bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big blue nation in the house. Okay. I mean, I'll give it to you. Like, Magicians was probably the shittiest name I've ever heard in my life. So you have us there. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking wild. I don't have the connection you guys have. I live in South. Okay, me and Jake are rivals is what you need to know. There is no connection. I think I got that from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm down in Texas. Yeah, okay. he's, yeah, Texas. Definitely not Boston. No. Not, not even close. Now, we're, we're going to try to meet Miggy in person for the first time. We're working on we're working on some stuff to try to make up in a couple of weeks. We're hoping to uh, to do that. So, potentially uh, out in Chicago for the Sox and Cubs. So, we're looking to try to do that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to be out there, too. Hell, yeah. You know what, Jake? Now that I know North Shore guy, favorite beef, what do you got? Uh, I got Nick's. Nick's, dude. Okay, I just had Jamie's today for, like, the 80th time, and it never fails. It's just too damn good. Yeah, I went to high school right up by where Nick's is, so I would get it all the time. So that's just my, like, nostalgia slash it's also really good. Oh, yeah. No, that's the one place they have not tried that's near me. I know everybody keeps telling me to hit it, but I'm like, but Jamie's is down the street. I'm like, I know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Either, man. Definitely check that out. <laughs> yeah, goddamn people over at North Shore Beef ripped me apart once because I didn't know how to use the acronyms. I just tried for this one guy who was in San Diego. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'll just post a review for this dude, even though I know I'm going to get torn to shreds. Sure enough, people are telling me that I should like jump into the water with sharks. I'm like, thank you. 
All right. <laughs> yeah. That, doing that, again. that Facebook group is brutal. Dude, it is literally a lynch mob. Holy shit. Yeah. You guys, you wouldn't know. You have no fucking clue. I sent a picture of a beef to the to uh, the group yesterday. Mickey said, what the fuck is that? You lost me a roast beef. Yeah, Steve and I are going to start a North Shore podcast. Yeah, yep, yep. We're coming for you, Ferg. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, Red Sox. Hey, guys, what's up? Well, now that we're, we're off memory lane, uh, memory lane over here. Um, <laughs> so let's say you have, you can make one move. What's the one move outside the closer? What's the one move you make for this team right now that you think put them over the top? I mean, we touched on it. I don't know who it should be, but it's got to be a closer, right? Like, I, offense is crushing. Starters are crushing. I mean, either a closer or just another reliable bullpen arm. Um, but, like, it just feels like if we get that end of the seventh, eighth, ninth innings locked down, like, we, this is, like, the team that we had last year that made a playoff run. Yeah, looking pretty do damage. similar right now. Looking pretty similar. I'll agree with you. I just – the offense is clicking right now. I mean, even Franchi Cordero is hitting the cover off the ball. That's when you know. That's when you know that your offense is pretty sound. When your bench guys, like, I'm not saying Arroyo is necessarily coming in in big spots like he did last year, but um, I mean, I I trust you know having him out there. I mean, Bobby's been kind of scaring me a little bit. Um, I don't know that you know we we had this like crazy woman on a few weeks ago kind of i always my reference her but we had this woman on and she was just shit talking bobby d and saying he has no trade value i mean he hasn't been good but not to say that he has no trade value and you got a guy like casas in the pipeline wouldn't be out of the question to consider possibly trading him for some kind of asset in the bullpen i'm sure we can see something like that some transaction you know transaction along that line come forward in the near future same goes for duran obviously but you know knowing knowing bloom it's probably going to be somebody that's way deeper in the system yeah i think bobby got the start tonight so we'll see how he does but uh yeah i mean i still love bobby i want to give him more time to figure it out obviously he goes through really tough stretches but that second half of the season last year when he was just raking it's hard to forget about that too so i wouldn't completely give up on him yet but obviously he's got to get it going pretty soon yeah no i think they definitely need to give him a few more uh you know uh, ability or you know time in actual games because i know lately they've just been starting cordero over him and that's clearly reflected on his playing time uh, and his playing ability just not looking all, all that locked in when you get it limiting limited to bats so wouldn't be the worst idea to just play him out a few more times i know some people are gonna like groan about it but i i think that's what needs to happen give the man some time to try and adjust accordingly i know last year he'd said that schwarber made a pretty big uh impact on his approach at the plate that's right around when he went off so you know another offensively sound guy like him could you know be some sort of he, he needs he needs you know guidance in the clubhouse is what it comes down to, in my opinion. But I don't think anyone's trying to fire the uh, hitting coach like they were last year or the beginning of this year. At this point, well, they just needed time. They just let's let's kind of get away. They just needed time. You know what I mean? Like 
shore and spring training. You know what I mean? Trevor Story had a shore and spring. He had mm-hmm. you know, obviously had the baby stuff like that. So you know, players like that, they just obviously need to get it going. And and now we're I think we're starting to see. Plus, it's getting warmer. You know, it's June. Um, you know, the the Red Sox at the beginning of the season we talked about were towards the bottom of the league and what almost every offensive category. It's not the case any longer. They're think of like a team 260 average. They're they're mashing right now. Um, you know, Rafael Devers and JD and Xander, the three of them are carrying, you know, and then Trevor Story had that output of what 10 games, 12 games where he just mashed. So um the offense leads to my worries. I, I think you could still hide Bobby at the moment. You don't have to really that's not a, an concern. It's not like where they were a few weeks ago. So um Jamie, what do you got? I got Jay, I got a question for you. If you were Bloom, what would you give Xander Endeavors like an extension in extension talks? Uh, somewhere around a billion dollars each. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy not to resign those guys. Homegrown talent, just the heart of our team. I, I hate that they just lowball them and piss them off and then be like, all right, we'll figure it out later. It's like if you're gonna give them something that you know they're not gonna accept, just don't offer them it like you, you, everyone's just going to get pissed at you I, I never understand why they do that but hopefully we figure something out because those guys they're the heart of the team I know it gives me lesser vibes right now with how it's how they're handling it Lester, yeah anyone else <laughs> yeah right fucking Mookie like it's just these guys who go out and absolutely rake for us it's like yeah we'll give Trevor Story 140 like that no problem but like why do you not want to pay the guys who like everybody loves and is just homegrown talent that always pissing me off. So hopefully we figure that out. Uh, it feels like, it feels like, I don't know. I just feel like the Xander thing will be done before the all-star break. I just weird vibes. That's all just the way they're talking. Boris has watched dude. Oh, just the way they're talking now. You know what I mean? The fact that, you know, Bogey's talked about it a little bit chords. It's like that indirect, you know what I mean? Like shit that they're saying. It just kind of feels like that's what's going to happen. Um, and, you know, I just – I said from the beginning, I didn't believe that they weren't going to chat at any point during the season. I mean, if, you know, Bloom goes to, to Boris says, hey, this is the offer, Boris is going to go to, to Bogarts and make it happen. I mean, Bogey, in my opinion, is, you know, you get him done, you get Devers squared away right after that, and you're golden. So I just, I just think that's going to get done all-star break. That's that's my wish list there. So, I like that goal. Your June your June deadline's coming up here, Chris. I don't remember the date, but it's coming up here. I think it was June. I think it was June twenty fifth or something. Seventeenth. That I said, don't be like surprised if you get a random tweet that the Red Sox extended either one of those guys. But I also was buzzed and I pulled it out of nowhere too. So, <laughs> fair enough. I do. I, I, I agree with that though. It's going to be some random tweet that no one sees coming. It's like, Oh, sock signed Bogars for five years. Sick. Well, hopefully it's not like a random tweet, you know, like what the Bruins did yesterday, uh, yesterday when they fired Cassidy. Are you uh, you a Bruins guy? Yeah. I, That's, like, they're just the worst. The management is just the worst. They, they just blame Cassidy. Uh, it's just obviously not the problem. They're the worst drafting team in the league maybe that I've ever seen. And they just fired their coach. Like, I don't know, man. They're that team's a mess. The owners don't care. The management's just trying to save their jobs and use Cassidy as a scapegoat. That was yeah, that was tough news. Yeah, and you know, hearing first, like you hear you hear um Sweeney this morning and just 
completely disconnected. Like it fucking surprises me too, because everybody's all up Heim Bloom's ass, right? Up Heim Bloom. Heim Bloom doesn't can't build a team. He can secure the minors, but he can't build a major league roster. You're all that shit. But yet Don Sweeney has not drafted well during his tenure with the Bruins. He's only, I think, executed like seven first round picks. I think three of them made the 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 NHL club. Um, you have Matthew Barzil, who went right after you drafted the three dudes, who is, I mean, among other dudes. I don't know. I just, I, I think Sweeney should have gotten the boot. And I, to be honest, I really wouldn't be surprised if the uh, J- uh, Jacobs wake up and are like, all right, and clean the whole thing out. But, you know, they should have, if they're going to fire Cassie, they should have done it like right 48 hours after that Hurricanes. You know, when they go, when they got blown up by the Hurricanes in that last, you know, that last game of the series. That's when that should have happened. Not today or yesterday at five o'clock. When you know we were sitting, where were we by the pier? No, the water. Where the fuck we're at? The water. Ending. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so trying to like you know understand and wrap your head around it after a couple of like gin and tonics is really tough to kind of deal with. So. Yeah, during the middle of the NBA finals too, and Red Sox had just won and walk up complete game. Like a lot of other stuff to talk about. So that's probably why they did it. Like, I feel like Boston always does that kind of thing. Did you see the way that? He was, did you see the clip of him when that during the press conference? Like the way he was eating his apple. Yeah. That shit was so bizarre. Like I was watching Felger and Maz, and like Felger was talking about how he like just chomped off like the bottom of the apple. Like it was so weird. But even his face when he was doing it, it was like he just didn't even care. It's like, dude, you like everyone's pissed at you. And he just was like, he was like slumped, like laid back, just like chilling, eating an apple. It's like, like, can you eat the apple before or after? Like, we're trying to talk business here right now. I, I truly think that he shit can him with the hopes of that he's not going to lose his job. I, I really think that that he's probably very much on the chopping block right now and probably figured like, all right, let me go ahead and go ahead and move him, bring another dude in. Like if they hire Chris Kelly, like I'm, that's going to be bullshit. I, you know what I mean? Like if he brings in one of his quote boys, I'm going to be all set with that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to sound like a fucking bloom hater to Don Sweeney is what I'm going to sound like. I just think, I just think the whole thing sucks right now you know, talking about Boston now and everything else, like. I don't think you can compare the press conference to Manfred when he uh, did not get a deal done with the players union. He comes out smirking. I don't know what the hell that was, but similar mentality, similar vibes. Just so nonchalant, like whatever, this doesn't matter. I I have a sick job. I don't really care. Yeah. Right. As long as I'm getting paid, whatever. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. The fact that it took three weeks kind of strikes me as, uh, hmm, should we even really be doing this? Uh, probably not, but let's do it. Okay. Boom. Just like, like that. That's, uh. that's like prototypical bees. Because I bet you they hire someone that like has connections to the organization because it's like their boys club. And that's how they're going to fix it or how they're going to replace them. But it's all internal. Yeah, I just feel like you look at them like Cam Sweeney. It's always someone who's played for the Bruins or has some connection to the organization that they pick. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, I mean, I don't know enough about the Bruins to really get too deep into that discussion. We saw, we've seen a lot of surprise, uh, you know, firings as of late. I mean, I was a little surprised by Madden, even though 
the Angels have obviously played like garbage for the last two weeks now. You know, you got guys like Trout and Otani on your team. I know that Ward's hurt, or excuse me. Uh, what the hell is it? It's another Ward, right? Walsh, whatever. Yeah, no, they've, they've got good pieces. Like, that's a team that should be winning. But still. Keep saying they have good fucking pieces, but they're still not winning. They're not winning because they drafted twenty pitchers two years ago in the fucking draft. You know what I mean? Like, like that's why they're not winning. They have no pitching. Otani can only do so much. Noah Thor, hey, you know I mean, other than that, like, Detmer's threw the no hitter. That's cute, but they have no pitching. That is why they're not winning. Yeah, Syndergaard has not been who they wanted him to be either. Nope. Yeah, he needs to stop throwing shade at the Mets. Stop blowing smoke up their ass if he's going to pitch like that. <laughs> be honest. Wow. He's got quite an ego problem for somebody who uh, hasn't been all that effective. I mean, just calm down and pitch the damn game. Well, you can throw shade at the New York Yankees, but, I mean, just give the Mets a rest. They've already seen enough shit. Those guys are just always going through it. Mets are having a good year this year, so that's true. Without Cindergard, good old Thor is just chilling over in friggin' Anaheim now and watching them lose 13 straight. Time for the Mets to get their uh, revenge on. Well, Jake, what's your all-time Red Sox moment that you've been to live at Finley? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, the Schwarber Grand Slam last year in game three of the ALCS was fucking insane. I don't know if I've ever heard Fenway that loud. Um, trying to think. There was – I forget what year it was, but when uh, – do you guys remember when Will Myers was playing for the Rays and he dropped that fly ball and right yep. during the ALDS? Yep. Yeah, and the whole stadium was just going, my ears. For like, that happened like early on in the game just for the rest of the game. I've never heard – like a stadium get on a guy like that. Maybe Boston fans on Kyrie, but that was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Schwarber Grand Slam was was crazy because at that moment it felt like we were actually going to the World Series. Um, or like that there was a real good chance we were gonna. We had two more games in Boston after that. Um, you figure we win like at least one of those and go back to Houston up three to two, but obviously didn't pan out. But yeah, that when he hit that, that was that was awesome. That was the loudest I've heard it. Oh, that energy yep. was out of control. Like, just even like through the TV, you know, I, mean, I didn't get a chance to go to the games. Last playoff game I went to was in 07 when pitched against the Indians in the ALCS. But I was there when Ortiz walked off against the Angels in game three. Um, and then I went the following I, – I actually went to two games in 07. But the, the, one, the one where Ortiz walked it off in 04, that was – that was just that was my ultimate Red Sox Fenway moment. I was up there in 2018 when they won the World Series, but I was at a bar. I don't even know what it's called now. It's the one right next to the Cheeky Monkey. Um, Loretta's. Lansdowne. I don't know what it was called. All I know there was like a Halloween party, and this dude on the side of me after they won sprayed both his bottles of Corona directly into my eyes. <laughs> it was the burn feeling that I've ever had in my life, so I, I kind of dealt with it. Um, it's just the price you got to pay. I mean, it was worth it, though, right? Oh, I'm sure it was worth it. Of course, it was worth it. 
Of course. I got to say, my most recent uh, playoff memory that that really stuck out has got to be that wild card game. Dude, everybody was chanting, Garrett. (laughs) The dude just fell apart, man. And there was this Yankees fan in front of me who was from Jersey. Um, He was flexing on the fact that he took a seven-hour train ride from Jersey to come watch the Yankees win. And the game ended. And this dude looks so fucking pissed off, dude. I was losing my mind over there. You know, I'm not the type to talk shit during the games. I wait until it's over and then be like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh, man, I live for that shit. You know, I was in the middle of the Yankees, uh, Yankees Central over there in right field. So I was surrounded by a bunch of pinstripes, the sea of them. Loved every second of that game, though. Yeah, I had a couple of buddies that went to that game that said it was insane. And obviously everyone was talking on Twitter how it was like one of the best games at Fenway ever. Um, yeah, that would have been – I wish I went to that one. That would have been Energy sick. was unmatched. Actually, I hit up the day of, hey, I got two extra tickets. You want to go? And I was like, you fucking – obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. 50 bucks each? Yeah, dude, let's go. Don't know how I got those, but – That's what a deal. God damn, that was a good game. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably my highlight moment. I don't know about the rest of you. Maggie, I'm pretty sure you have, like, none, right? No. I was supposed yeah. to go game seven in the ALCS last year, but obviously the Sox lost in six, so kind of got robbed of that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that happened to me. I was going to go to the 18 World Series at home. I think it was game six, and then they won in Dodger Stadium. And <laughs> Well, that's like, a little less hurt. It wasn't as painful, exactly. Yeah. No, I was sitting there celebrating. I was like, fuck, man, I could have seen it live. Give me, you know, get some Koji-type uh, vibes over there. Oh, the only fair. time I've ever seen him win at home, I think, was 2013, right? 20, yeah, 2013. Hey, do people college Cody? baseball any? Uh, not much. I mean, now that I'm working with Jared, I know a little bit more, but um, nah, not, not, not super well. I didn't know if you had a winner coming up with, with the Super Regionals starting this weekend. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to take a look. I actually went to the College World Series like three years ago. That was sick. Omaha is a really cool place. Um, but Three years ago, that was 20, 20. So that's not when Arkansas played Oklahoma State, right? I don't think so. No. The drop foul ball, so Oklahoma State came back and won it. And no, yeah, not not that one. I, I'd have to. I, I don't even remember who played it. Honestly, that was. It was just more for the experience of like being there and seeing the town and that play. It's like the everyone said like we were talking to people at bars and like the owners of the bars and stuff, and they're like, these two weeks is where we make like 90% of our money for just the entire year. So it's like, that's their, that's just their thing. Everyone knows Omaha for college world series and everyone out there is just like diehard college baseball fan. So that was super cool. But now nah, this year I, I got to catch up. Are you, um are you guys going to be going and doing like any like road tours and stuff like that, bringing the pot on the road? You got, you got anything like that coming up that you can uh, disclose? Yeah, so Chicago, we I don't think we've talked about it. Maybe we've mentioned going on the podcast, but yeah, we are going to be out there for um, the Cubs series. I don't know. I know me and Jared are going. I'm not sure who else would be going at this point. Um, it might just be us, but yeah, I think we're going to do um, either a live, sh- maybe not a live show, but like a live taping out there and then maybe get some content at the games. Um, so that will be... And you guys said you might be there too. So definitely hit us up if you're there. Um, yeah, but, the, but the, then 
yeah, the gold, the gold dude is we want to be out there. Um, like I said, we got, we got some cool ideas too. Um, won't say it on the podcast right now, but, uh, no, we got, we got some ideas. There's a lot of, it's a lot out there. I've never been to Chicago. It'd be the first time the Wrigley field right now is on my bucket list of ballparks to go to. So. Yeah. Wrigley's sick in Wrigleyville. Like the neighborhood around it is very similar to Fenway. Um, so if you like Fenway, you'll, you'll like that. Um, I've never been there for Sox Cubs, so that'll be awesome. But I, I saw Cubs Cardinals there one time. I'm just oh, yeah. there in a few years. Very compact, a little neighborhood though. It's very similar, like you said, to Fenway. Um, the rooftop bars are pretty dope, but the Ricketts took that away from everybody. I'm looking forward to just going out there and doing the bars and the scenes, and like obviously we'll do the content we're gonna do. But I just really want to like party. That's really all that I want to do. The the games being there, that's just an added bonus. I just want to go out there and have like a fucking great time. That's what <laughs> I sure. That's why I want to go to Chicago. So that Friday is my birthday weekend too. And some of my friends are also going to be out there. So it's going to be going to be a hell of a weekend. Oh, so we're weekend. meeting Jake at a bar and having a birthday shot with him. Where I'm hearing. Love it. Birthday shots. What you drinking? Dude, I, I've been just crushing high noons lately. I don't, uh, peach. Yeah. That, I mean, Pete, I like uh watermelon is my go-to. Um, yeah, watermelon ain't bad. I just cannot get my mango, dude. I'm not a mango guy. Never have been. I asked for a peach one last night in the at that bar, and the bartender gave me the pineapple. It was fine. I drank it, but peach is Ooh, pineapple ain't it either. That's one of those ones I hold my nose for. I'm gonna drink it in one sip, just chug it, chug it, and just put it back. Don't really like the taste of that shit. Yeah. No shots though. I've been out of the game for a bit. I mean, That's maybe fair. might have to come back on my birthday. Come, come out oh, of time. So it's gonna be a competition of Jake and Jamie. <laughs> Jake, Jake and Jamie. <laughs> That's about it. I'm not gonna throw Jamie under the bus on the podcast. Um, you know, last night two Coronas and one shot. I wanted to call it. Um, Lightweight. Hey, it's a Monday. I don't care. I was, I was in the weekend mode. I don't care that it's a Monday. Don't even care. So. I'm from the from sounds of it, it seems Chris was just slugging away. I had to catch up, bro. Here's the deal. I told you already. You, you fucking live once. You live it up. You have a good time. Do the shit you like to do and have fun and do it with the people you like being with. So that's what I'm going to do. When we go to Chicago, it's going to be the same fucking thing. going to have a really good time. We're going to record. We'll go to the games. That's what it's all about. So get on board or, well, you're not going to be there. You're staying home. Hey. Come on, man. Come on. Well, I mean, you were barely on the podcast tonight, so you're not going to the Chicago series. Not Fuck off, dude. I'm sorry. I woke up late. Jesus. Chris is going to answer phone calls. Dude, I was knocked. I'm sorry. I literally set an alarm for 7 p.m., and it's going to go off tomorrow now. So that's cool. So, so Jake, phone. Thanks, Apple. We're adding a second podcast. We're doing a second show. So we're doing like a minor league Red Sox one. So we're going to kind of tie it in with this show where the host sucks. They're going to get sent down. Show isn't even starting yet. See, we're recording tomorrow night. I think you just, you're going to, I'll have you fill in for me. You're going to get, we're going to, we're going to put you a DFA waiver. So you're going to be gone that first show. So. Yeah. I'm going to get claimed, buddy. <laughs> Claim right away. First person. Can, can we trade for Jake? Can we get Jake here? Wow. For cash you- considerations. Look, it, it, well, if someone else wants to go ahead and edit the uh, edit this shit up. <laughs> yeah, should I just start producing this one? 
Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a lot easier. But... Compensating beefs. That, yeah, that works for me. And high noons. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Just perfect. That's all I can offer is high noons and a healthy man's diet. I can offer like an occasional content because that's really that's really what I can bring to the table. So, but uh, all right, yeah, it looks like we're into the end here. Uh, last thing, um, I'm gonna ask you a random question. So we've been doing this, and it actually it came up. I want to say episode two, three. It was one of them towards the beginning. So, uh, Miggy, which we met, um, he randomly hit up the. Um, the Beyond the Monster handle that I have, and that's kind of like grown into this like little thing. And uh, we met Miggy there. The first time we ever talked to him was on a podcast. The second show, it was, it was the second show. He asked us whether or not when you eat a hot dog, do you put your condiment on the hot dog or you dip the dog? His girlfriend, when she goes to the ballpark, she literally takes the dog and she fucking dips it into the ketchup. So putting the ball in your court, when you have a hot dog, do you dip the dog? Or do you put the condiment on the uh, on the actual hot dog? I wasn't even aware that dipping a dog was like a popular <laughs> enough method to even like be in the conversation. Like I told Mickey, I've never I met never met his girlfriend. Psycho's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I no, guess I it, it would work. So bad right now. <laughs> like I could see it working, but I don't. I don't know. I've just I've never really seen. Like if you go to if there's two thousand people eating a hot dog at Fenway at one at once like if you went around i feel like 95 percent of them would be condiment on the dog I, right so when we were at that game the one where the Sox blew that lead against baltimore i literally anytime someone got a fucking hot dog like i was like carrying the talk to the manager i was zoned like right in on those people every single time but uh, everybody condiment right on top of that yeah i'm gonna next time i go i'm gonna see if i can even find one person who's dipping it you find next time Next time he goes, Jake's just going to dip it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Pop yeah, I might start dipping. Pop They're going to be like, who's this psycho dipping his dog? <laughs> now, now that we said that, I feel like you're going to you're gonna notice it more. You're going to be like keeping your eye out. <laughs> there's got pe- to be people to notice it. Yeah, well, I mean, I want to see, see dipped dog spotting, you know? That should be, that should be a thing now. Anytime you, you, you see somebody should... dipping a dog, you got to expose them. You should start a, a Twitter handle that just exposes people doing that. Oh, 110%. I'm with it. <laughs> this person is dipping a dog and they're a fucking freak. I have no <laughs> someone and asking them why they dip the hot dog. So I could totally do that. That's not that's not gonna be a hard thing for me to do. So um that's that's pretty much it. Guys, uh, one more time around the horn. Jamie, what do you um you were quiet tonight? What do you got? Just let's go socks. My usual, usual. I think that's all that matters. Uh, Steve. Sorry, I was late. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you made up for it. Oh, I know I did. You don't have to tell me that. Oh, it went real quick. Jake, I saw fucking Jared at a game, okay. and the motherfucker told me, "Oh, dude, you got a nice head of hair. You got to wear better hair product." So I go, like, what? And he goes, DM me later, I'll tell you. And I go, okay. I DM him. He didn't fucking answer, bro. No, I don't know. I feel like he was talking about, what, does he use, like, women's hair product or something? Is it something I should know? I don't know if it's women's. I He definitely, use, I think he uses, like, three different things, because I've heard him talk about it before. Um, 
but I'll, I'll tell him to get back to you because yeah, he, dude, I want to know. He let me hang. He definitely bro. just like saw it or like read it and didn't respond by accident or something. Because he, I feel like if if anyone asks him like about his hair routine, he definitely will tell you about it. Oh, I'm sure he would go into full detail. I can already see it now. This is what it's going to be. Yeah, I was on a podcast yesterday with these guys. There was a dude sitting in the fucking tub wearing a shower cap, and this other guy asked what hair product that you use inside of your hair after your Fenway conversation. I can already like see that. <laughs> and the text already been sent out. Be like, yeah, I'm on the show. There's a dude in the bathtub. <laughs> Wait, what's your uh, what's your Twitter handle? I'll text him right now. Who me? Yeah. Uh, Stephen Brown MLB. You know, like the uh, like the league. Stephen Brown MLB. All right, I'll I'll yeah, see if he'll yeah, uh talk, dude. He'll hook you up. Yeah, no, I felt bad. He was talking to a chick, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt, but I wanted to say what's good. He left his baseball bat signed by Bobby and and Weck. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's go back to the notes. You didn't tell us that part. What? He was talking to a chick. Well, no, nah, dude, I didn't talk to him. Like he was talking to a chick, so I was like, I want to respect this man's. Uh, you know, I'm gonna cock block him. Let him talk to this girl. And then briefly was like, oh, what's up, man? And he left his baseball bat signed by Weck and, and Bobby just chilling over there. And I'm like, dude, if this guy doesn't come back soon, like, I might have to snag those. I don't know. Hold him as compensation. So, Miggy, now that we have this, this is now the second time that someone from the podcast has interrupted someone either talking to a chick and or being on a date that's in the Boston media. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> interrupting anything. I just said, what up? my fairness chris katia waved me over that in, in fairness he waved me over he was like wendell kim at third base waving in the runner i didn't go up he waved me over but all i'm saying is in chicago i see jake talking to a chick i'm going over there and fucking talking him up <laughs> this guy we go way back he's a man <laughs> yo jake thanks for saving my cat from a third story burning building last week Shit. dude all right i'll talk to you later it's just what i do yeah yeah you know on the norm yeah, I wouldn't use that though. Um, <laughs> that, would, that was like yesterday. We were at that, again, I don't know where we were. I just started working in Boston. I work in the city once a week. And we had like this dude and this chick on the side of us. And he was asking us like what he should write on the napkin phone number to get the, with the bartender to give her his number. And I'm like, I. It was the same, the same chick that claimed that she was Marcus Smart's side piece, but that's a different conversation. And that's how that's how we're gonna end the podcast. So, um, hey, <laughs> we want to thank uh, Jake for coming on to the podcast tonight. Um, obviously, very simple to find him. Just grab his pod. You can go to his Twitter handle. Um, obviously, baseball is dead. Very easy to find him. You can check out that podcast. Again, this is episode number twelve. And as mentioned earlier in the show, the uh, second podcast is coming, which is the Sox Spec potty i'm not gonna say that drinking um but that's the second show it'll uh debut on thursday morning i believe we're gonna record tomorrow night it'll feature andrew and james that'll be a bi-weekly red sox minor league podcast so for the guys we're signing off episode number 12 in the books and